everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. My name is Ray Trevino, and I am your host. Each week, we will explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling, balanced, and meaningful life. Our podcast brings together entrepreneurs, business executives, coaches, and everyday people like you and me who have seen challenges and have overcome adversities to create success and find balance in their lives. Whether you're a young professional seeking to make an impact in your career, a parent looking to balance work and family life, or a retiree seeking to create a new purpose, our podcast is something for everyone. So join us as we delve into the world of living a balanced and purposeful life and discover how you can create a life of balance and purpose for yourself. Today's distinguished guest is a visionary leader and the director of content development at Level Up Courses. He and his team help organizations identify and develop new leaders as well as equip existing leaders to reach their highest potential. He's also a host on the First Cup of Joe show podcast. It's with great excitement we welcome Jeff Custer to our show. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? Thanks for the invitation. I am so excited to be here with you today. I am just doing wonderful. It's uh, been a great week so far and uh, really excited to visit with you here today. Would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe throwing a fun fact that most people don't know about you? Certainly. As you said, Ray, I, you know, I've been in the leadership development space probably for around 30 years. And most of that time uh, was spent in the corporate world. And one of the things that I like to talk about is when I was a hiring leader, I quickly realized that I needed to develop and identify leaders for our organization to continue to move forward. And that really is where my passion for leadership development started and and have continued that for the last 30 years. In the last two years, uh, I've taken that and said, I want to take it beyond my corporate life and really offer uh, my insights to people around the world. So a fun fact is next week, I'm going to be making my ninth trip to the country of Cuba. So that's my fun fact for you today. That's exciting. Well, now I'm going to piggyback that fun fact. I heard on one of your podcasts about a time in Morocco. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm interested to hear that story. Yeah, you got to love a story like this. We met a guy on the train. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. (laughs) We met this young man on the train. We were going from Tangier to Fez, Morocco, and we talked to him for several hours. He says, what are you going to eat when you get to Fez? I was like, I don't know. We've never been there before. And he says, oh, you got to have Moroccan barbecue. Okay, we'll have Moroccan barbecue. And as the conversation goes on, he's... Like, well, uh, well, let's go together. Well, this led to this whole crazy thing where we're driving around the city with this guy we met on the train. have no idea where we are. It involved the barbecue, a coffee house, later a quick stop at a bar, and <laughs> it, 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 which I didn't even know existed in Morocco. And then the next day into uh, us following some young man down these tiny alleyways where we ended up at a restaurant. My wife says... You're lucky you lived. That's right. My son and I who were there, you know, just really counted as a grand adventure. Uh, that's awesome. You never know where a story like that's going to end. A story that starts on a train, 
goes into alleys and into a strange restaurant in Morocco. I guess that can kind of go anywhere. Yeah. You know, Ray, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this to you. You know, we started this leadership development business and there's thousands of people out there that do the same thing, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I've been challenged over the last couple of years to say, what makes you different? Why are you different than everybody else out there? And the travel story to me is one of the things that makes us different because I love going to new places meeting new people, taking in new cultures. And I think that adds a a unique twist to the development that we can offer around leadership because I like to really have that broad view. What do different countries and people and cultures bring to that leadership development thing that you maybe don't get if you just stay sheltered in your little own little place? Right, because we're all individuals yeah, from every single corner of the globe. And that's one thing that's pretty amazing and fascinating about human beings in general Yeah, is that we all have different traits and different things that, that make us different. Yeah. Along with that, you know, you develop and identify leaders. What are some traits or characteristics that you look for when finding a particular leader or saying this guy has it? I really break it down into two things. I like to look at people's aspirations, also like to look at their aptitude. And the aspiration piece, you know, I worked with a, with a young man several years ago who, you know, I just watched him work. He was working in my organization, not directly for me, but in the organization. And I could see, you know, leadership type skills that he was exhibiting. And so I sat down with him several times and said, hey, what do you really want? And his answer to me always was, well, I'm not really sure I want a formal leadership role. I was like, okay, you don't have to want that. And so that's the aspiration piece. And the fun thing is, is after I was gone out of the organization, he actually did step into a formal leadership role when it was time for him. So I think Mm -hmm. there's that aspiration piece. People have to want that. And then I think it's the aptitude piece is what skills do you see in people that can apply to leadership that you can help them develop. If you have those two things, it's a good recipe for finding a good leader. That's a great recipe. Now, what do you consider leadership type skills? One of the things that we've we've worked on is developing 12 traits of a leader. And I think about things like courage. Leaders have to have courage. One of the other things that we, that we end up talking about is leaders also need to have curiosity. They have to have an imagination. And so those are some of the traits that I think you don't always maybe hear people talking about when they're talking about leadership development. I want those kind of people that have that desire to continue to learn and grow. And in fact, one of the things I probably was maybe notorious for this, but in interviews that I would conduct for leadership roles, that was one of the questions I almost always asked was, tell me what you're reading. And a lot of times People are like, well, what? why do you care about that? And it really gets at that curiosity, that imagination. Do you have that desire to learn and grow? And I always thought it was just fascinating to watch the answers that you would get with that question because many candidates have a blank look on their face, like what's reading? Some would say, oh, I, you know, I read Sports Illustrated. And, okay. Mm. And then others would say, oh, let me tell you about the last book I read. And that always gave me a lot of insight into what is their desire to learn and grow? And if they don't read anything, that to me is a big red flag in that leadership world. I agree with that. And then you brought up a a very good point, very good word, curiosity. Curiosity is one of the ingredients 
for vision, right? You have to be curious before you can actually have a vision. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned that because a lot of people just don't. They're not curious. You know, they're content where they're at. Uh, and curiosity is a big thing. I've been curious about everything, which is why I'm probably going to ask you a million questions today because I just want to know. I know. Wonderful. So what kind of books do you like to read? I love reading. I think probably uh, I have this eclectic mix of things I like to read. Right now I'm reading a book uh, that was given to me by a friend called Purple Fish. And uh, it's a, it's an evangelism book. So that's been interesting to read. I read a lot of leadership and business books just to try to stay up to what everybody else is talking about. You know, I just looked in the Wall Street Journal this morning and the number one selling book in the nation business book is called Atomic Habits. Just finished reading that last week. I also enjoy reading novels. So really just this wide variety of different things. And, and I think that's, to me, plays into that curiosity. It's not just like, well, I'm going to read every, all I read is business books, because there's just so much more there. There is, and that's just like your travel habits. You know, you pick up a lot of leadership traits from traveling and from, yeah. from different people and uh, different economic settings. That's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, Atomic Habits is a really good book. I wrote on my board, all the action happens at 32 degrees, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is one of the yeah. first quotes in the book, but um, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I really, I, did, I also, I really enjoyed the book. There actually, it was just interesting. You read through a book and you think, okay, I, I always challenge myself, do I agree with what they are saying? And, you know, I, at, at times I found myself, it's like, I'm not sure I agree with that. And, and I love challenging myself to say, okay, if you, if you think you don't agree, why? Why, why do you disagree and what, what's your opinion? But by the time I was done with the book, I was like, yep, I, I, I in general agree with what he's talking about. And I was actually kind of happy because I got done and they, I think a lot of these things I've been doing, I was like, good, <laughs> that seems like a good thing. That's what I liked about Atomic Habits is that, I, I mean, he illustrates the Atomic Habits in such a simple way that you can relate to it. And, it, and I think for most entrepreneurs and and people who are curious, uh, they're automatically just going to relate, you know, because yeah, they, there, there are a lot of things that we've picked up or I've picked up along the way just by reading different books. And, you know, one of those things is, 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 you know, the one thing, a book called the one thing, you know, doing that one thing every day that's going to yep. lead you closer to your goals. And same thing with atomic habits, except it breaks it down into small things. Now I, I want to talk about your podcast. The podcast is with you, your son Christian, Eli, and your grand dog Fletcher. <laughs> that is so cool. I've I've been loving it. How did this all start? About two and a half years ago, we started our business level up courses during the you know the middle of the pandemic. So we're trying to figure out you know what's this all look like. You know, so we you know we start putting together blogs, posting on LinkedIn, all those things. And at least at some point, Christian, my son, says to me, well, we should do a podcast around leadership. And so my son, Eli, who is generally the producer on the show, he always called Coffee Joe. <laughs> and everyone at our house likes coffee. So we decided to call it the first cup of Joe show. And you've got your your cup. That's and right. we typically record... We typically are recording at 6 a.m. every Friday. So it just kind of fit for us. It's the first cup of Joe. And um, along with my travels, if I'm anywhere where I can purchase coffee, I love getting coffee from wherever in the world I can be. Podcast, you know, Ray, you've probably found this out. It's just been interesting. I've We're getting close to our 100th episode. Mm -hmm. So probably towards the end of this year, we'll be at 100 episodes. And 
doing some reflecting and thinking, well, what are we going to do for that 100th show? Trying to think back to the beginning. I've gone back and listened to some of those episodes we did, you know, a year and a half ago, and you kind of chuckle at yourself a little bit and see how things have changed and evolved. And it's been, to me, a blessing really in a multiple ways. I think one, it's that we can share. I'm so happy that you're listening and other people can listen. Hopefully that you learn some things from us. But a couple other things I think the podcast has, has personally been important for me is as we formulate, how, how do we best deliver this leadership content to people? If you have to talk about it for an hour every week, it really helps you hone in on, okay, what's really important? What do I really want to say? And so it's good practice for me and for Christian and Eli. And then the other thing that's maybe a little more abstract is you mentioned Christian and Eli are both my sons. I have one more son, Isaiah, who also helps with the business. And when I approached my three sons about starting the business, I've got business stuff in mind. But what has ended up happening is... I've had the opportunity to talk about leadership, not just in business, but leadership in life with my three sons at least an hour a week, every week for the last two years. And I always say to the people, Ray, is th th those aren't the kind of conversations you have around the dinner table or Thanksgiving. You don't talk about those things, but here we've got this opportunity where I can share my leadership thoughts, philosophy with my three sons every week. And... Out of everything we've done, that to me in the end has been probably one of the most satisfying things for me. That's amazing. That's something that I was going to bring up too. And and I'll tell you, this morning I was listening to a podcast with your daughter. Yep. The three boys have a baby sister. <laughs> yep. yep. That is really cool. And, and that's what I found most fascinating about you, your story, your business, and your podcast is how close it is to your family, which is close to your heart. And me, I'm, I'm a big advocate of keeping the families together in everything that we do. And and in listening to your podcast, I reflected and then I kind of started getting curious and looking towards the future. And I'm like, wow, that would be cool if, you know, my son and I get together on the podcast. He's he's only six years old right now, but he's my biggest fan. Every every morning he tells me how many more downloads I have, who's coming on. So <laughs> he reminds me about who's going to be on the show next. You know, he's like, Jeff's on the show today. Jeff's on the show. I'm like, yep. It's great to see in this world that we live in today that, you know, family values still matter. And then next, you just brought up the fact that you get to talk to your sons about leadership for two hours every Friday, you get to see firsthand your actual legacy and what they've learned from you. How does that feel? I, I think it's probably almost hard to describe. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'll go back to the things we would talk with anyone about uh, when I talk about leadership. I've come to talk about this, Ray, as kind of bookend leadership is, is really the model that, that we talk to people about. And the, and it starts with values and making sure that people are connected to their values, what's truly important to them. And then the other bookend is legacy. When you walk out the door the last time, what do you want people to say about you? How do you want to be remembered? And then there's all those other leadership principles in between. But if you don't have those bookends, the books fall over. Mm -hmm. And so that's where legacy has really been so important to me. I've spent a lot of time, probably over the last 15 years, really thinking personally about those bookends. What are your values? What are the things that are truly important? And my question to ask people is, what do you really want? And 
after you start thinking through that, you know, it's not a car or a house. Maybe for someone that is their answer. But for me, the answer is what do you really want ties right directly to the legacy. Mm. Is someday when I'm gone, how do you want to be remembered? What impact do you want to have? And that legacy, so I actually uh, retired from my day job this past summer. I had spent 25 years in organization and... On my last day, I had two people I had hired and worked with leadership development. I had developed them into leaders to where they had become my peers. And we stood in the parking lot for a few minutes just talking, and they expressed to me their thanks for what I had done for them. And I made a point to tell them that I'm walking on here for the last time, and you're my legacy. All the things I've worked on for 25 years is you. And I did this to leave the, the company in good hands, and I'm trusting that you're going to do that. And it was so fulfilling to me to walk away saying, I felt like of all the stuff you do, think about all the things you do in 25 years in a business. That one thing to me was that's the most important, mm-hmm. is I left the organization in good hands, didn't matter whether I met budget, missed the budget, did this, that, or the other thing, but I left it in good hands. And to me, that was the most important part of the legacy. So taking legacy a step further, what legacy do you want to leave for the world, for your family? My answer, Ray, to that is I would like to be remembered like King David from the Bible Mm. as a man after God's own heart. I love that. I love that. That's a great legacy. Then you get into a bunch of details around, what, well, what is all that? But my simple answer is that. Very nice. Well, do you want to get into details about that? Sure. So first off on my list is to have an intimate relationship with God. And the details under that would be communication with God, being immersed in his word. And then I think the third thing really gets to be is living that legacy throughout the world, making disciples throughout the world. So that's point one. And these are in priority order. Second one would be to be a great husband. And really the the sub points of that are, you know, quality time with my wife and quantity time with my wife. Paying attention to her dreams and her wants and needs. Third on my list is be a great father. And that's been an interesting one for me when I first started working on this list, you know, it had to do with disciplining them with love, trying to bring up good children. It's just been interesting now that they're all adults. I still have that on my list, but I crossed it off because that's not my role anymore. Mm-hmm. And so now my role really is to, is to support them in their dreams and goals. And so my role has changed, but it's still there, number three. Then I get into health some financial things, and, and it probably ties back in with all the things above it. And um, I, I'm successful in my, in my work life. And then last is really a, a, a vision around building and maintaining great relationships. So, so Ray, that's kind of like the short version of when I think about my values, that bookend, and my legacy, the other bookend, those are the things that, for me personally, are in between. That's awesome. So bookend leadership, 
is actually your life. I, I would say, yeah, that's correct. Or at least that's what I'm attempting to do. Well, you're, you're, do, you're doing it. It seems like that's where, and that's where the concept came from. And so how long ago did you start Level Up courses? You said two years ago? Really where I would say it started was, was usually at the end of every year, I'll spend some time reflecting, how did this past year go? What do I want to get done this coming year? So Christmas between Christmas and New Year's. And this would have been in t- probably to the end of 2020. And so we're in this pandemic. And I've, it's like, I want to take this leadership idea beyond my day job. And I started approaching my sons and said, what would you think if we started this leadership business? And so really, yeah, probably about February of 2021, we really started working on pulling it together. Like, what does it look like? And what exactly do you guys do at Level Up Courses? Well, we started with an online course. So we we wrote uh, content and we've got an online course that's available for people that want to develop their leadership uh, in, in an online setting. Then we started doing the podcast, so we're, we're, we're trying to deliver that message that we already talked about. Mm-hmm. We've also been working on doing some in-person uh, workshops. The last one we did, we were in Jamaica, and um, just a wonderful, oh, just, it was, it was so, so wonderful to spend time in, in Jamaica with, uh, with a group of people, really going through all the things we've just talked about. And uh, it was just interesting, you know, that we did some Q&A at the end. And one of the questions they talked about was, was what are my deeply held values and legacy? And I was able to share with them, you know, about uh, being, want to be like David, a man after God's own heart, was able to share with that group more in a business setting. And uh, my son, Eli, was able to go with me. And so that's another component that we're working on. And um, we've done some one-on-one work with people. One of the other things I talked about was was helping develop people, and we've started helping people who have aspirations to move into leadership, but they've never had that formal leadership role, and we've helped them prepare for interviewing. How do you prepare for that first leadership interview? And uh, one of the ladies I worked with, I had just had so much fun working with her. She sent me her her resume and and her background was very technical in nature. She was in radiology and the healthcare industry and everything about her resume was like I know how to run this machine and that machine and and we just had a great some great conversation around as you move into leadership. I, I try not to be too blunt with her. I said nobody cares about that. <laughs> they want to know what kind of leader you are. And so we reorganized her her resume still highlighting the technical, but really moving up and giving examples of what, what skill sets do you bring in the leadership area? So, you know, th- that's just kind of a little bit of a, the, uh, the variety of some of the things, Ray, that we've got going on. That's quite the story and journey. And I love how you bring your legacy into your workshops. You know, I'm a member of an organization called C12, which we have a, a concept. It's called BAM, Business as a Ministry, B-A-A-M. And uh, the concept behind it is that you can influence more people through your work than you can by opening up a church or starting a church or, you know, I think, I think the percentage was over 500% more because you've got to think of the size of your business. Like my business, Pioneer Texas, we have over 200 employees, you know, and, and the kindness and the love and the missionary work that you can spread within that business it radiates outward, right? Yeah. So you, 
you influence one person, they influence another, they influence five more. And, and before you know it, the words everywhere. So I, I love what you do. And there's a ton of stuff that you do. How do you, how do you find balance in your life? How do you keep it all together? <laughs> Spend time with the wife, make sure you're there for the kids, build workshops, have courses. I suppose it's, it's a challenge. I always, always enjoyed this question. How busy are you? And uh, I always say, as busy as I want to be. <laughs> Part of it goes back to, to Ray, the list I went through. I, I review that list very frequently, usually on a weekly basis, probably mentally every day, and um, really have tried to align what I do each day back to those priorities, those values that I have. Um, one of the things that I think I feel blessed with, I usually get up pretty early in the morning, 430 maybe five. But one of the things I think that that's been a blessing for me is some of these things you can do before everybody else is up. And so that lets me get some of some of the things that I really want to focus on and get done. I can get those done before everybody else is up. Um, and sometimes it's it's long days. But I think it really is that if you think about this, you know, what, whatever you're going to do today, what connection does that have back to that list that I gave you on your values and your priorities? And so if, if you're saying, all right, this thing I'm going to do today, what tie does it have on that list? And if it doesn't have any tie, I don't think it necessarily means I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to be aware of that because I don't want to get to where that's all I'm doing is, and things don't tie back. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that you know, I just try to be mindful too. If you look at your calendar and say, oh, everything ties back to your level up business and you're missing these others, it's a good wake up call for me to say, oh, wait a minute, this is a little out of whack. What are you doing to support the being a great father, or a great mm. husband, or some of them, you like, I, I like to talk about this. I mean, so many things to me, they're like this fabric. Yes, it's not one thing, another thing. It's like, like individual threads. So much of this stuff is woven together. So the relationships that I build as a father with the business all happen sometimes at the same time. Maybe that's a complicated answer to, to that question of, you know, how do you get it all done? I, I like the word intentional. I think you have to be very intentional about what you choose to do. And, and all of that makes sense. Back in 2019, I, I kind of just reformed and reshaped everything that I was doing. I was in the corporate world. Prior to that, I'd work 50 hours a week, sometimes work really late at night. And uh, not until with intentionality did I discover my purpose, right? And so that's when the balance wheel came to play. What's, what's really important to me? You know, it's my mm-hmm. relationship with God, my family, uh, then work, health, diet, exercise, all of that yeah. stuff. And, and now, fast forward three, four years, it's all integrated into one system. Like you, I'm up around yeah. five o'clock. I'll go to the gym, and while I'm at the gym warming up, I'll read my scriptures, get caught up on emails. Like I can integrate things together. If I'm looking looking for information for a podcast or whatever it is, and I'm reading through a book, I'll I'll read, I'll learn, I'll study, and I I can somehow get it all done together, you know. But like you, the bookends are very important, right? At the end of the day. I'll check out my balance wheel. Did I find time for God? Did I make time with my family? What took priority? And did that get me one step closer to what my purpose and, and uh, legacy is? So yeah, it made complete sense. I love it. I love it. Now, um, moving on to purpose, what does purpose mean to you? 
I'd say two things. One, it makes me first think of uh, the answer really to that question of why am I here? What's my purpose for being here? And then second would be more about activity on my part. What, what is my purpose? What am I doing then probably as an outflow of number one? Now what do I do because of that? Very nice. And uh, what led you to discover your purpose and how did you know it was the right path for you? I think probably somewhere around 15 years ago, it's probably hard to pin down. I started asking myself the question, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And... I, always, I just got to joke around. I like doing this in our, I like doing this when I'm talking about this in our workshops, just when I'm talking with people. So, so I had a picture of a car, my favorite car, Ray, if I could have any car in the world would be a 1964 Aston Martin DB5. Nice. So that may not mean anything to you, but that car was the car that James Bond drove in the movie Goldfinger. So, of course, if I had that car, I'd need the passenger ejection seat and the oil <laughs> slick. And so... You know, I think if you, I just suspect this is true for many people. You ask yourself that question, what do I want? And you start, oh, I want that car and and I want this, that, material things and other things. And so I, I was doing that exercise and I always think it's kind of funny because somewhere along the way, I found this really cool umbrella. <laughs> it's so dumb. And I'm looking at this, it's like, oh, I, I want that. And I started changing my question, what do you really want? Do you really want an umbrella? And it was cool looking, but is that what you really want? And I think that was a huge change for me when I started asking that different question. What do you really want? What is truly important? And it's not an umbrella and it's not even that car. It's all the other things we've been talking about. It's that purpose. It's finding out what those values are so that you can build your legacy. Was there something going on in your life at that time that that caused you to change that question from what do you want to what do you really want? I don't think I could point to anything. I was like, no, there was no traumatic event, no trial I went through. No aha moment. Yeah, there, there, I, I just don't think there was one. It was just, as I'm going through this, you, you, I think you start, at least for me, realize, okay, you have a picture of an umbrella on your list of things that you want. Is that what you really want? What is really important? And, and it was, it was to me, it's like, that stuff that you have listed on that page is not it. That sounds like an aha moment to me. That was probably your moment. <laughs> it was it was a maturity level up moment. Yeah, and I don't I don't remember it as a moment, more as a probably a process. Yeah, something that we all need to go through in life. Yeah. Now, in today's world, many people struggle to stay focused on what their priorities are, what their purpose is, and and focus on that end, that bookend. How do I stay? How do I get there? Uh, With all the distractions in the world, how do you maintain focus? I go back to my question that that I ended up with is, what do you really want? And I always capitalize the word really. What do you really want? And if people will ponder that question and really think about that and then start to align what they do today with that, that I think leads you to say, this is the legacy I want to leave. I I do say though, Ray, I think there's a whole bunch of people out there that never give any thought to any of this. And not to be derogatory, but they kind of plod through life Mm -hmm. and it ends. And they aren't purposeful. They don't have intention. It's like, what impact do you want to make? 
And I think most people don't even give it any thought. Why do you suppose? I don't think people challenge them with the right questions. Um, not sure about that, Ray. I, what, what do you think about that one? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, for me, personally, I think it's it's a combination of things. I think that it's a lack of, and I'm just going to put it out, it's a lack of God in the home. Yeah. A lack of leadership because families are being torn apart left and right. A uh, ton of distractions through social media. And uh, when you ask that question, what do you really want? I mean, if I were to go ask that to a random 18-year-old or even a 20-year-old, it's going to be materialistic. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee eight, nine out of 10 times it will be. Right. And, and for yep. me, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that my parents did really right. You know, we started in Christian school and we made sure that we had that foundation. So rules were applied, focus was set and we had a center and, and I know that everyone tries their hardest. So I don't mean this in a bad way, but the more fatherless right. homes that we see, the further God gets away from schools and that foundation is destroyed. It changes the entire question, you know? And all of a sudden we're looking to outside factors, uh, to become that identity for us. Yeah. It's that question. Who are you? Yeah, correct. And it it goes, it goes back to that question. And I think that's something as, as humans, I think we're all born curious, right? Some just lose it for some reason. They get complacent or whatever it may be, but you know, you start with that foundational question, who are you? And (laughs) I'd venture to say, whose are you, right? When you, when you understand that you're actually, you're actually limitless, you know, you're, you're better than that person who's portraying this actor on TV or that, uh, person on Instagram or TikTok. you're, you're much greater, you know, then it goes into that purpose question. And, and so it evolves, but I think that it has to start with a solid foundation. It has to start at home or wherever home may be. Um, and that's, I think that's my answer to that question. People don't really ask I me questions. Agree. That was a yeah. first. <laughs> well, I, 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 Ray, Ray, you and I are in agreement about your answer. You know, one of the things that just comes to mind, you know, as we talk through this, you know, it, it maybe there's this temptation to say, oh, I mean, I can't, I can't go have any fun or I can't have a hobby or you I could be careful about that. You know, I mean, I, like one of the things I like doing is gardening mm-hmm. and it doesn't really fit necessarily anywhere on the list I gave you. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday, Saturday, I was out in the garden for hours just doing things. It doesn't fit on my list anywhere. And so I just, you know, I just caution myself and everybody else that I, I don't want to be so rigid. This like, well, I can't do that. I can't have a garden because it's not on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to keep those things in perspective that I want to have those outlets for probably my creativity, things I enjoy doing, but I want to make sure that that doesn't completely take over my life and I don't ever look at those other things. Right. And that's being positively productive because you're focusing on something. And when you think about garden, that's creating life. My wife has a big garden in the back. Uh, Yeah. I'll water it every now and then. I'm not... I'm not an expert on anything. Right. She can grow some squash and she's got watermelons yep. out there, tomatoes, peppers, all kinds of fun stuff. And she changes it up annually. Like it's like this year yeah. I want to grow something different and, and she's successful at it, which I, I admire because I mean, you're creating life and then you're, you're sustaining life at the same yeah. time. You're creating something and then we eat it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a morbid way of looking at it, but, 
but you know, it's an entire life cycle in a garden. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun rewards out of it. And I probably a little bit like your wife. I like trying things that that uh, are unusual. One one year, long time ago, I tried growing cotton in our garden here in Minnesota. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, you know, for, for your wife, she'd probably be successful at it. For me, uh, the, the plant grew really beautiful and it bloomed and then it froze. <laughs> so we didn't get a crop, but that's probably a little bit in my curiosity. It's like, well, I wonder if this will grow and how it'll turn out. Yeah. And, uh, I just think it's interesting. I've got a, a young lady who's a friend of mine, and she this is her first year of gardening. And so we were visiting a couple months ago at her house, and she was, she was so excited to show me her garden because I've kind of tried to give her some tips. And she was kind of fretting over, like, oh, am I doing this right? Or, you know, should I do and I said, don't worry about it, because what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> everything in your garden dies, but everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. You're not relying on this. To, you're not going to starve to death because your tomatoes died. And uh, so just kind of got to keep a little bit of perspective that I'm going to try things knowing that sometimes oh, they're not going to work out. And I'm okay with that. I tried growing pumpkins two years ago, not to eat okay. them or any of that, just because I wanted to grow pumpkins yeah, and just carve for fun. them. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> that's when I decided I'm, I'm better at just watering my wife's garden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's good. So what were you going to do with the cotton? I have to ask. Uh, I was not going to do anything with it. <laughs> it was it was purely a curious thing to see. I, I got these cotton seeds. And first of all, I was just like, will they grow? And they did. And it was just a fun experiment. And I, I tried this. I actually tried this summer. I had some, uh, some friends that, that had people visiting, I think, from United Arab Emirates. And they had brought some dates oh. from, from UAE to uh, to our friends, and they gave us some of these dates. And I thought, and they had seeds in them. I thought, oh, I'm going to try to grow my own date palm trees. And not a single one of them came up. <laughs> so and it's just kind of interesting. I thought my young friend, she'd fret over this. And I'm and while I'm planting them, I don't, I'm thinking to myself, these probably aren't going to grow. But I'm going to try anyway just to see. And uh, I think that's a little bit going back to what we talked about at the beginning around curiosity is I'm going to be curious about things. And sometimes I just know they aren't going to work out. Yeah, that's a good perspective. That's something that I'm working on right now because uh, I go into everything knowing that it's going to be successful. So I, I planted right. pumpkins knowing that they were going to grow big. I was ready to carve uh -huh. them on Halloween. And yeah, they never grew. Nothing ever happened. They didn't even yep. sprout. Like that's how bad it was. Okay. So, right. But I failed happy, you know, I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing. It's just kind of like, did your life come to an end because your pumpkins didn't grow? No, it was just like, oh, I tried it. It didn't work. Sometimes I've tried things. And then for, for example, uh, continue on the gardening thing. I used to grow, I used to try to grow cauliflower. Mm. It was so frustrating because it would grow, but the heads of cauliflower never looked very nice. Mm. Like, I'm not going to eat that. And I was watching some videos, some YouTube videos this winter, and there was this new variety that they came out with that the leaves self-wrap around the head of cauliflower, keeping it really white. Huh. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try this again after many years of giving up. And I tried it again. We had just beautiful cauliflower oh. this summer. And so I think it's, you know, it's that curiosity and it's like... You know, you see this in business, you know, people say, oh, we tried that before. 
didn't work. We tried that before. And the temptation is, well, let's not move. Let's not try to move forward because we already tried that. Well, maybe something's changed. Maybe you got different people involved, maybe processes, tools, something changed. And now all of a sudden the thing that didn't work before, maybe now is the answer. Mm -hmm. So it's a good mentality, I think, for people, whether they're gardening or in business. Yeah, to stay in tune with that, with that focus, because it may not be right now. Yeah, maybe you say, well, yeah, the answer is we did try that before and let's not try it again. But don't be so close that you aren't willing to consider it. Mm-hmm. Good lesson. And so my final question, in today's world, many people struggle to find purpose or meaning in their lives. What's some advice that you would give somebody who's struggling today? Yeah, maybe uh, start with the Gospel of John. Just check that out to see how God's speaking to you. Uh, if you feel like there's no purpose, um, that is where you're going to find purpose. Simple enough. Now, if our listeners want to get to know more about you and your services, is there a website or email they can go to? Certainly. We've got both. Uh, our website is levelupcourses.co, C-O, not C-O-M, and Level Up Course is all one word. And that... that uh, gives you some more information about what we do. You can also set up uh, a 30-minute consultation with us to get more information to see if it makes sense for us to work together. If somebody would rather email me, they can email me at jeff at levelupcourses.co. And also tune into the first Cup of Joe show podcast. It's really good and exciting. This is the fun part of getting to work with my with my sons. I have no idea how how all that happens, but I think you. I, I always listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> I'll uh, include a link to all of this on our show notes. The fun thing about about the podcast, I talk on Friday and. They do all the rest. <laughs> Just the next, sometime down the road, it shows up on online. So I'm very thankful for them. Yeah, I'm thankful for the team here too, because I, I do all the talking and, uh, you know, it shows up online on Monday. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so we're makes, the same that That way. makes my life a lot easier. Well, Jeff, it's been a great conversation today. Yeah, I appreciate you, Ray. And thank you so much for being a part of our show. Yeah, Ray, I appreciate you asking me to come on. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Balance Purpose Podcast was created and hosted by me, Ray Trevino, and is produced and edited by Nick Galtney. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Check us out at balancepurposepodcast.com and on Instagram at balancepurposepodcast. Remember, finding your purpose is a journey, not a destination. And it takes time and effort to achieve balance. Make it a great day.